it's almost like God has been trying to get my attention for so long that it took until the losing a second baby, mm-hmm. delivering the baby, going through the whole entire process of giving oh. birth where my had to get an epidural to start the contractions, to push out the baby, birthing a stillborn, mm-hmm. birth a new Shamsi. You are listening to the Iron Wifey podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ through real, relatable, and candid conversations. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you so much for joining us today. Now, before we get into today's episode, this episode is brought to you by Iron Wifey Magazine. Iron Wifey is the online faith-based women's publication written for women by women. Now, Iron Wifey portrays lifestyle lessons through a God-centered lens and tackles everyday situations in the areas of faith, prayer, lifestyle, business, and relationships. Each article is Holy Spirit-led and published to be read. Now, our motto at Iron Wifey is iron sharpens iron, so one woman sharpens another. To learn more about Iron Wifey Magazine and possibly contribute your writing gifts, visit ironwifeymagazine.com. Now, today's guest. You guys, I am so excited about today's guest. Not only is she a dear friend of mine, but we work for the same amazing woman, Patrice Washington, and uh, this woman is her community manager. And when I first started working with her, it was like our spirits just connected. Like when you meet a sister in Christ and you know that y'all are going to be friends, even before y'all become friends, there's just that instant connection. That's exactly how it was. And I kid you guys not, I had a vision, right? I literally had this dream and she was on the cover of the magazine. And at this point, we had no relationship other than our Monday Zoom calls. We had no idea who each other were. We just knew what each other did for Patrice. And it was clear as day. I just, I saw her on the magazine cover and I was extremely nervous. And I decided, hey, let me just reach out and ask because you never know what the Lord has in store. So I reached out asked her or told her, you know, about my magazine, told her about what was going on, the theme being called. And when I tell you guys, she was elated and extremely honored to be the cover girl for the 2021 Q1 issue, issue 19 of Iron Wifey magazine. Like she was so excited and turns out, which we had no idea, we live in the same area. She's only about 30 minutes away. And we actually got to do the interview in person. We got to do the whole photo shoot in person, which was something new for Iron Wifey magazine. And it was just an amazing experience. And her testimony and her story is out of this world. When you talk about God rebirthing someone and giving you new life and leading you into what he has called you to do, she is the epitome of what it is to be called, to embrace the call, and to accept the call. Now, without further ado, let's get into our guest today, Miss Shanti Reed. Now, Shanti is the founder and owner of Reed Collective Co., a boutique virtual support agency providing operations and community managed for fempreneurs and coaches who are seeking the support they need to build a community of loyal supporters. 
As a virtual support agent, Shanti amplifies your vision by providing exceptional community management and streamlining operations so that you can help or so that you can focus on the talent in your business. She understands that your community experience begins way before people actually talk to you. She stands as the front line and backbone to every business, and she makes sure that you can show up and serve with confidence and your community gets all that they promise. Today, Shanti shares her story on how she went from being a people pleaser to building successful businesses that provide community support. Featured as the cover girl for issue 19 of Iron YP Magazine, I introduce you all to my sister and dear friend, Ms. Shanti Reed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michaela. First of all, being Q1 cover girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, cover girl. I didn't even look at it like that. Yes, cover girl. Cover girl. Cover yes. girl. Thank you so much for having me today, Michaela. Well, so thank excited. you for being here. I am super excited. Now, Shanti, we start the show off with the same question. So... Our very first question, Shanti Reed, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? Being about my father's business is literally making sure that I am in his will. Mm. And that is something I just had a conversation with myself on. I kid you not two nights ago. Yes. We find ourselves working. We find ourselves doing what mama wants us to do, what dad Mm -hmm. wants us to do, what grandma said we shouldn't be doing or should be doing Mm -hmm. and is this what God said Mm -hmm. I should be doing what is my purpose why am I here on earth what was I born to do why why is my life exist why why am I existing Mm -hmm. and so for me that is being about my father's business being in his will and making sure I'm pleasing him before trying to please people I love that. Now you touched (laughs) on knowing what your purpose is. Shanti, what is your purpose? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So let me tell this is this is such a good question because I know what my purpose is. And then I go back and say, okay, Lord, are you is this is this real? Mm -hmm. Am I am I on the right track? I strongly believe my purpose is to use my life as a vessel, as a testimony to empower. I know that word is so overused. And we need to come up with a different but word. It's extremely powerful. Yeah, it is. You're, it's extremely you know what? powerful. Yes, yes. And just based off of the amount of questions or comments or private messages, or even just people who say, because of your story, mm-hmm. you've helped me. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like is going from the bottom to now overcoming, mm-hmm. to push them through, to God taking me from nothing to something. And so in short, to make sure I'm answering the question (laughs) is I feel like my purpose is to empower through the way that I live my life, giving God the glory. As I mentioned, showing mothers, you can still make it showing women. You can still make it no matter how, no matter if you come from poverty, no matter if you have kids, no matter if you were not loved as a child, no Mm -hmm. matter if you were cheated on, your life have purpose, you can still move forward. There, there's so many different avenues, but I really don't know if what God is doing, well, I know what God is doing is, is to make a change in so many women's lives, but the empowerment of all that I've been through, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It does. Here to empower women and, and just everything. Empowering and everything. through your story. Co- yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I stumbled a little it. bit, but yes. Girl, it is perfectly <laughs> fine. Perfectly fine. Yes. And so you did touch a little bit on allowing yourself to over or not even overcome, but rise through your childhood, rise through your challenges. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about the journey, the the becoming mm. of Shanti Reed. Yes, yes. So I am actually the the oldest of there's six of us. I'm the oldest daughter. Okay. And so I'm the oldest daughter. Ooh, responsibility. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and that what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So being the oldest, there was a lot put on me. There was a lot of pressure. There mm-hmm. was a lot of expectations. There was a lot of commitments or things that I did not sign up for mm-hmm. that I had to take on. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I thought it was it, it was a good thing because I was helping my mom, helping my sisters, helping friends, family, just being that good, loving, wholesome daughter and mm-hmm. friend because that's my heart. It's in me. As I got older and started realizing it was, I, I couldn't live my life without feeling suffocated Ooh, mm-hmm. because it was always, can I, can you, Yep. can, can mm-hmm. I borrow? And if I didn't do it, I felt guilty. I felt again, smothered. Mm-hmm. And so my whole life consisted of people pleasing Ooh. and it was my family. It was people pleasing, making sure that I was there, making sure I would go broke trying to support family. I would mm-hmm. go broke trying to support friends. I meet my daughter. I was a young mother, became mm-hmm. pregnant at 19. People needed stuff for me. We wouldn't, we would go without just to help them in the name of, I got your back. I support oh, you. Loyalty. Girl, the loyalty to the point to where it broke me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my husband came along in the picture and he pointed that out. I didn't, I knew it, but I didn't really have anyone around me to say, Hey, Shanti, what are you going to do for you? You're yeah. doing too much. It mm-hmm. wasn't until my husband came into the picture and he was like, you, I, mm-hmm. you're doing too much. He was like, why are you over giving? You're overextending. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's my family. I could do that. Like, no, th- they love me. I love them. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We support each other. Mm-hmm. He was like, Shansi, look at your lights is getting ready to get turned off. And oh, you're, you're, yep. It was like, okay, you can't pay your cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. You're they over got their bills paid bills paid your account is negative and being overdrawn and so I think I not I don't think I know I struggled with people pleasing and it was because I was actually taught to people please to always put others before you to Mm -hmm. always which biblically we are taught that but even in the bible God rested Mm-hmm. On the Sabbath, he also knew when to pull back. He also knew when to release. Those were things I did not know how to do, nor was I educated on doing that. So when you when you're giving, 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 in our community, we're told to keep giving. In our community, yeah. we're told you still have to be there. So that was something that it literally broke me. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't until after getting pregnant, getting married, losing two babies, oh. is when the second baby is when it was like click. Mm-hmm. An awakening happened and I started living for myself. And that wasn't until age 26. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think the pressures of people pleasing, I think in the church and especially growing up, you know, like in the black community, we get people pleasing and service confused. Yes. Because Ooh. we are called to serve one another yes. as in reverence to Christ. We are not called to wait at each other's needs and requests hand and foot say that and so the people pleasing is the pressure put on us by 
performance put on us yes. by yes. all these other elements outside of Christ because it's to serve other people's desires. Mm. Mm. When God may be giving them the will and the ability to make it happen for themselves, but because they see Shauncey there Michaela. and they see Shauncey able and willing to give, Ooh. we take advantage of that. And so there is a huge difference between people pleasing and service. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you were taken advantage of, but I'm so oh excited that the Lord taught you that lesson and brought you to who you are today to the point where you're not pleasing people, you're serving people. Yes. You, you literally just pulled out something that I was getting ready to get into, which was their intent. They don't mean or Mm -hmm. don't realize that they're doing it, but they were. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, as I mentioned, it was something about the (laughs) God is so amazing. If I had to go through losing two babies, Mm -hmm. it's almost like God has been trying to get my attention for so long that it took until the losing a second baby, mm-hmm. delivering the baby, going through the whole entire process of giving oh. birth, where my, I had to get an epidural to start the contractions, to push out the baby, birthing a stillborn, mm-hmm. birth a new Shamsi. Oh. It, I, I can't even put into words. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Just even look, thinking about me laying in that hospital bed and my son, I'm pushing him out. And when he came out, it was like, whoosh, a whole nother, mm. like the old me just went away. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I remember my mom walking into the hospital room, trying to put me, give me the phone because everybody wanted to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And she looked at me. My mom wanted to talk about, use your story to inspire. You know, you can go, because that was me. I literally mm-hmm. was the one that's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. So the giver, the come to Shansi, she's going to get our life. In that moment, I don't want to talk about inspiring nobody. Yeah. I don't want to sit on the phone and hear nobody say, I'm sorry for what you're going through. I said, mm-hmm. can you please just give me my space? And at that moment, I realized I'm done. And my heart wasn't hard yeah. towards people. It was, when will I, when can I say no? Yes. I'm heavy and I'm allowed to feel that moment. I really started to realize I'm going to allow myself to feel. I'm going to allow myself to express. Nobody is going to tell me again how I should and should not react to something, Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to put up with. And from that moment, I've been literally on that journey ever since. I I lost people though. That's another story. But you didn't get into that too. You didn't truly lose people. Yeah. You lost people who weren't serving you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I started using my voice, when I started speaking up, when I started decreeing and declaring and walking in my purpose, mm-hmm. meaning I have to release so I can now go and do what I am called to do after losing the baby. After I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> after losing the baby, mm-hmm. Michaela, I don't know. I'm not gonna say I don't know what came over me because I know the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I would see, I would have dreams. I, I know. Mm-hmm. One thing I really want to point out really quickly when I lost the baby, I had a dream not too shortly after. It was about a week after where I heard I was, it was a circle of women praying. Mm. And one woman in the middle, she was a powerful woman of God. She was just speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand her. Here we go again. Another, yep. when we talked before, yep. this was another dream. And I was like, okay, she says, young lady, you're, it's you, he's calling. And I thought she was talking to somebody else because my head was bowed and my eyes was closed because she mm-hmm. was praying. 
the girl next to me shook my hand and she was like, Shansi, she's talking to you. And I was like, what? And I looked up. She was like, yes, young lady, you. And I said, oh, okay. She said, stand up. This is in the dream. Can nobody tell me? I know this was a visitation. I know this mm-hmm. was God reminded me. She said, stand up. And I stood up and she said, God has, I can't remember everything in detail. I wrote it down. It's in my journal, but she pointed to me and she said, he called you for such a time as this, Ooh. your life. And she just started going and going. And I woke up and I said, what? And I can feel the hairs on my body standing mm-hmm. up. The next night there was a dream where he says, I can't remember, but it's basically, you are the, the bridge in a sense okay. where he says your life is the glue Meaning, good Lord, I can't think of it. Forgive me when I, I should have probably read my journal before coming. <laughs> I don't no, know. You didn't know it was going this way. <laughs> but basically in the dream, I can't think of the exact item that I saw when I woke up and looked up what the word meant. Lord, please bring it back to my remembrance because I want to get this right. Mm-hmm. When he brought it back to my remembrance, when he bring it back, I'm going to bring it up. But I looked it up in a dictionary and the, basically what the word stood for was you are the example for other people, meaning mm-hmm. you hold, although you hold this together, it's your life. Yes. That is going to show them what is possible. Yes. And this was in the dream. It was, this is, I can't think of the name of Kayla, but when it comes to me, I'm going. That's okay. It, that is okay. It'll come. But I was getting confirmation after confirmation after confirmation through my dreams after losing the second baby. Mm. And that's when I knew, oh my gosh, I've been a fraud this whole time because it is my birthright Mm. to live and love my husband. It is my birthright to live and love my daughter. It is my birthright to be happy. We're not supposed to be sad. We're not supposed, I mean, yes, sadness is what it is, but my whole life consisted of that. Mm -hmm. And I said, nope, I'm living and I'm choosing peace and I'm choosing joy. And I've been on that journey ever since. Oh my gosh. I yeah. absolutely love <laughs> this. Like yes. y'all, y'all don't understand. We did not, we did not come scripted today. No. Like, <laughs> no, we did not come scripted today. <laughs> we didn't have questions. Mm-mm. We was, we, we just allowed the Lord to lead this conversation. And I'm yes. so excited to where it's going because it's so funny how the Holy Spirit works because I didn't even know what I was coming into with this conversation. I just knew that I had this vision that Shanti was on the cover of the magazine and Amazing. I was like, all right, Lord, look, I only been working with her for a minute. She may say no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little different where you're like, Hey, um, person Mm-mm. on zoom who I've been working with, um, we haven't met in person, but would you mind if like, I came to your house look or you, you came to mine look and we just you. sat and yes. had a conversation and I just made you the cover of my magazine. <laughs> look at God, mm-hmm. but here we are in the same city as well. I know, which, which is, is crazy. The, right, the crazy is crazy. Yes. So on Patrice's team, so me and Michaela are, we work together with Patrice Washington. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, the team, you're either in Atlanta or you in San Diego County. Yep. It was, it's pretty amazing that it we're is. in the same. Michaela, you live about 30 minutes away, 30, yeah. 39 minutes. I'm like, wait, and she's only 39 minutes away. Yep. Why were you just not meeting? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It's just so crazy how the Holy Spirit works. Like, it's yes. like, I'm gonna make sure that when we get to this season, yes, I'm gonna place somebody in your life who is mm. going to not only bless your ministry, but mm. is going to bless you with fellowship. And mm. so I am so excited Amen. for you to be here. 
And I am so excited for just you sharing the journey of Shanti. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something that's so powerful, which is actually the topic of this Mm -hmm. issue, which is the call. Mm. Knowing who's called and accepting the call. And it is. That's why I was like, oh, come on, say that, Shanti. (laughs) Say that. Yes, we are here for it. Now, Shanti, what is the call on your life? You mentioned your purpose, but is there a difference between your purpose and your calling? Oh my goodness. I kind of, and from what, this is something that, again, that I sit and think about often. Mm-hmm. I know they coincide mm-hmm. with each other because I feel that I am called just even from a little girl. I have the spirit of prophecy. Ooh. Okay. So meaning I'm not a prophet. Mm-hmm. However, God speaks to me through dreams. He mm-hmm. speaks to me through, I can pick up spirit. I can pick up someone's spirit. Mm-hmm. I can pick up someone's energy. I can pick up, they're getting ready to call me. And I look at the phone and they call me. Yep. I can pick up getting ready to see something and it pops up on TV. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Okay. So mm-hmm. in reference to what I am called, I, I feel that I am called, I, again, I, I don't know if it's the same, the empowerment, mm-hmm. the, and, and, but I can't live and do the way other people do it, meaning carnal, carnally, mm-hmm. or the way the world does it. I'm called to, I have to speak of, I have to speak of God's greatness. I cannot make it in life and then just say it was because of me. Ooh, I can't do say that. Say that, yes. I, yes. I, no, I can't. Yes. I have, some of us can live like that. Some of us can't, and mm-hmm. I'm one of them. And I am called to remind people of the gospel, remind people of God's goodness, remind people to trust him, remind people of having faith. Yes. You don't see it yet, but it's coming, mm-hmm. but he's really there. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, promise. I promise you he's there. You have angels. Mm-hmm. The demonic world is real. Y'all. I, I, and I feel like I'm called to speak of success in a way to where, again, we do not forget who our provider is. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's so crazy because I know back in the day, I was so focused on titles. Yes. And so like for me, it was chase the title, chase the bag, chase the money. Oof. Yeah. It, as, it, it as was many of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it was heavy. <laughs> and so for me, success was determined by the next level, reaching the next level. So it yep. was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to college. Okay, well, I'm gonna join this and then I'm gonna join this organization and then I'm gonna get this award. Okay, that's not enough. And I'm gonna go for this yes. and then I'm gonna graduate and this is gonna be it. Like, it's just like, I was always chasing a Ooh. title and it wasn't until my mother-in-law said, but who's Michaela? And Come I was on. like, what do you mean? Um, I am a student, I'm a graduate. And she's like, yeah, but but who who is Michaela? that part. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I had to actually sit with myself and I'm like, I'm allowing my success in Mm. all of these worldly areas Mm -hmm. to determine my worth. And I'm giving myself the praise because I did this and I did that and I did that. (laughs) And I graduated and spent four years unable to find a job because Mm -hmm. the Lord was like, you didn't do what I did. And so now it's even hard for me to go to the grocery store and get something on sale without giving the Lord the praise because I would have oh been God. like, yeah, I found this on sale. No, mm-hmm. the Lord was like, them grapes are only one ninety nine. That's for you today. And I'm just like, thank <laughs> you, Jesus, for the little things. Ooh, I'm so glad you said that. The little things. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, I'm, I'm, I was on the same boat as you. It wasn't until recently when I had to stop and embrace 
the simple things in life. Yes. Yes. Literally. I was like, we get so caught up in the grand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you know how precious and how amazing and how rich this Mm -hmm. simple my son turning in a circle because that makes him happy is rich is wealth. My son, my daughter asking me to watch K-pop this, the Asian Mm -hmm. culture. She loves, she's obsessed with that culture. Come on, mom, can you watch it with me? And I'm like, girl, I'm trying to work. And then I have to stop and think she's cracking up laughing. She's singing. I was like, Mm -hmm. why am I missing these moments that might seem so small, but these, this is, this is rich right here. What am I doing? I'm looking for making six figures, trying Uh to make sure I get this client, making sure people know that I'm doing this girl, girl. Yes. No. Where, where is what matters most at the end of it all? What matters most? Yes. That's, that's what you need to pay attention to and focus on and spend your energy on. And I believe the greatest wealth is in simplicity. Yeah. The greatest wealth is in simplicity. Come on. Because on. once we start exerting our energy for outside forces, Man. outside things, you know, just Man. to pursue our own desires, That's... we lose focus <laughs> of what God has given us. Like Michaela, I'm telling you, Michaela, uh, this whole Michaela, <laughs> say that one more time. We lose focus exerting yes. our energy mm-hmm. in the wrong places. Yes. It's almost like what we talked about um, with Patrice. I, I forget who it was, but it was, oh, it was her purpose promise the right gift in the wrong place yes Yes. or again we're chasing the titles Mm -hmm. forgetting about the purpose Mm -hmm. simple live a simplicity a life of simplicity yes and you you said it earlier that you were called for such a time as this my god for such a time as this and so to to see your growth to see your evolution over the years it's just it's a blessing to witness because it only shows God's glory. Yes. I want to add in something really quickly here, which is some, speaking of such a time as this and that truly p- praying that this will bless one person, just one, it can bless many, but mm-hmm. if, if that one person can hear my voice and hear this, one of the things that I struggled with, um, and we often struggle, everybody deal with this is mm-hmm. fear. Yes. And I honestly feel I could have been further along no, I'm not an old lady, but I feel like I could have been further <laughs> along years ago had someone or had I knew or had I been in an, in an environment mm-hmm. that nurtured how to push through fear. Mm-hmm. And so going back to being a people pleaser, when we are people pleasers, we are stunting our own growth because we're trying to fit into the mode of, I don't, uh, Lovey and Gabrielle Union's talk mm-hmm. when they talk mm-hmm. about when you share your blessings with a friend or a family and you see their reaction and the reaction is, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you the like, silent haters. Girl, <laughs> I was surrounded by that. Oh, I was, it was such a, who your environment is everything. Yes. Being surrounded by people that are really not as happy mm-hmm. or happy for themselves. So they can't be happy for you. They yes. don't know how to celebrate you. Mm. That will stunt your growth. Yes. And you will feel like I can't, I can't talk about my greatness. And that will slow down what, what God has called you to do. Yes. And the fear kicks in. Oh, I don't want to seem too big. Mm-hmm. I don't want to seem too this. I don't want to seem too that. And mm-hmm. once I push past that, which was that awakening after losing baby number two. Mm-hmm things started to shift. Now, was fear still there? Absolutely. But now I knew how to push through that resistance. Yes. 
even though I was afraid, even though I was scared, I don't care what you got to say. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you think I'm too much. I don't care if you think, girl, don't talk about that. Don't tell people that it's my story. Mm -hmm. This is a part of what God did for me that I cannot keep it to myself because I'm doing, that's a slap in his face. Yes, I got to go back and share this with the next person. Mm -hmm. The next person needs to hear this so they can know too, that they can make it. The next girl who becomes homeless at the age of 19, getting pregnant, she needs to know this girl went to college, graduated, and she started a business, and she got married, and she got a house, yes. and she kept going. They need to know it's possible. This girl lost two babies, but guess what? She has her son now. Come on. I cannot not say, I can't talk of his greatness. Come his goodness. on. Yes. Push past the fear. Push. Yes. <laughs> we just gonna go ahead and get out. We let me let me get up because I don't need to be here. Go stand up. I don't need to be here. Clearly, I don't need to be here because you gotta push. Yes, you have to push. You have yes. to. It's change change your environment. Yes. If you might love them, mm -hmm. you can love people from but afar. No, from that Come part. On. <laughs> that part. It's a it's a there, there's two two things. Love people from afar. Mm -hmm. And if the season is up, the season is up. You yes. cannot yes. do anything with anyone who is committed to dysfunction. Come on. There's nothing you can do. And mm -mm. sometimes that means I got to cut you and go on. Mm -hmm. And then you got those, uh, the other piece. I love you. That don't mean we have to be, that don't mean you have to get cut, mm -hmm. but I got to love you from over here. Cause you do not understand what it is I'm trying to do. And I, I ain't got time for you coming over here messing up my stuff because you don't believe enough in yourself to chase your dreams. Yes. I cannot tolerate yes. that. That's it. Yes. That's that, that, that part, that part. Yes. <laughs> like that part right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. It makes me think of this saying that I heard way back in high school that stuck with me my whole life, that some people are here for a reason, some mm. for a season, and then some for a lifetime. And so mm. those reason people are only going to be there to teach you lessons. Those seasoned people Ooh, are only going to be there to, to show you more strength, to show you who you are, and then mm. they're going to leave and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But those lifetime people are going to be the one that push you into the call that God has placed on your Come life on. that sharpen and encourage you in Christ. Like Come those on. are going to be mm. your lifetime, like your, your ride or dies. Like that's it. Your people. Those are your people. <laughs> that is your, your circle. People. That is your circle. Your tribe. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I'm loving every bit of this. Me too. Every single bit of this. I can go on and on. Yeah. Oh, girl, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. We are in a rush. We have time. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> now, Shanti, let's get into the father's business, yes. right? So yes. you have told us that, you know, being about your father's business is walking in your call, pursuing mm -hmm. the gifts that he's given you, like truly embracing your purpose and walking yes. in purpose. And so you are the owner of Read Collective Co. Yes. Tell me about how you birthed this business baby mm -hmm. and what God is showing you in this business and what exactly Read Collective Co. is. Yes. So Read So first I'll start off with uh what Read Collective Co. is so everyone can understand. Mm -hmm. So Read Collective Co. is a virtual support agency where we specialize in assisting uh, fempreneurs and coaches mm -hmm. with building up their communities as well as providing operations for admin support. I and, love that. Yes. And so basically in short, virtual assistance support, but leaning more towards, we're going to eventually get rid of that leg, more so community. So as mm -hmm. someone who has gone through hell and back, mm -hmm. someone who still, again, pushed through the resistance that life throws at us because we're still not exempt. Mm -hmm. 
in these communities, people come in and they're looking, women, should I say, because it's geared towards women, they are looking for their sisters. They're looking yes. for their tribe. Yes. They're looking for just that connection. Every single woman in these communities, I am her. Mm-hmm. I was looking, yes. I, I'm, I was looking for my tribe. I was looking for the support. You couldn't get it from family because they don't understand. You couldn't get it from certain mm-hmm. friends because of jealousy. So you, they come in and they are looking to connect with other women. Yes. And the way that I got started, um, Reed Collective Co. used to be Reed VA Services, which okay. was strictly virtual assisting. I, oh man, the, the business came about once I gave birth to baby number three. So I only have two kids. My daughter, mm-hmm. who's 13. My son, who is two. My son, who is living, thank God he made it, my mm-hmm. baby. During the pregnancy, I realized, I was like, something got to give. This is not life. Like, I'm driving every Every job I work, I'm driving an hour and a half, oh, literally wow. before the baby and after the baby. But yeah, that's longer than it took you to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm driving. Yes. Mm-mm. During the two pregnancies that I had before, I was driving an hour and a half. When I was 19, had my daughter hours. I was homeless. I left that part out. We left that whole part out. But that's the story for another day. Now we, you touched on it we, a little bit, but go ahead and okay. get into it. Go ahead. <laughs> we here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that okay. regarding the homeless piece. But again, driving hours, even with my daughter. And so I'm realizing this cannot be life. Mm-hmm. I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and I'm driving hours and I'm struggling. I can't attend after school events. My daughter is active in school. I can't mm-hmm. attend nothing. I'm late picking her up all the time. We got to call family to go pick up this baby. Then I got to go call family. Hey, could you get my daughter? I just was like, Lord, this, this can't be life. Mm-mm. I saw my mama do it. I saw other family members do it, but I knew for a fact, I don't want that for my life. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what is this? What is it? So I started thinking of how can I make money from home? Okay. Or just, just of so many different ways at the time, none of this was possible where people are working online. So Mm -hmm. I started thinking, Oh, let me do, um, the groceries. Um, the people who pick up groceries, I was considering like, let me just do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because at least I can create my own schedule, work from home, do that whole thing. Then I was like, well, I'm still actually putting a lot of energy because I'm going to have to go to work and it's then work. still the- exchanging your time yes. for money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still away from the home. And then I wanted to make more money too. A little, just, I just wanted to make an extra $500 at the time. Mm-hmm. That was my, my limited goal. Because <laughs> that's that's okay. that was that a big I- goal back then. That was. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. That was, Michaela. That was big for me back then. And that was only about two, three years ago. Yes. And- I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Gave birth to my son, stayed home almost half the year. And I was like, there ha- I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. What did it for me, the job, they end up sending me an email and they said, um, Shanti, if you extend your time more, we're going to cut off your benefits, your medical benefits. And I was like, so I can't be at home with my kids, but because I can't be at home with my kids, you're going to cut off the benefits that actually service my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me backtrack. I actually over, <clears throat> I over, I over, um, extended I wasn't home for half a year. I was only off for two months for a month. Okay. When I got that email, the doctor, I had anxiety. I had already lost two babies. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with the fears of, mm-hmm. and I was like, you mean I got to, mm-hmm. no, I'm not ready. The doctor said, no, she ended up writing me a postpartum depression, like order where Mm -hmm. I was able to then extend. Had I did it again, it was getting cut off. And that was only for an extra six weeks. 
But mind you, my baby at this point is only two months. Wow. And, and no, so I'll go, no. With my daughter, I had to give her up at three months so I can go back to work. I was 19. Wow. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. But mm -mm. if I have to do what I have to do, okay, Lord, work it out. So I ended up getting a job closer to home. Okay. Which was a blessing, mm -hmm. which was a blessing. Found a daycare provider, which was a blessing. At this time now, I'm married, okay. but we, we needed the money. So I had mm -hmm. to go to work. So I was like, okay, Lord, I trust you. Let us find a daycare provider that is amazing. Found the most amazing woman on the planet who loved my son like she was her grand, like she, like he was her grandson. I love And that. she had a daycare. And he grew up with her, her the first year until she closed down because of COVID. And the job that I started after two months shut down. That job was the job that I made the most money. Mm. The, the amount I said I wanted to make, I got. Mm -hmm. Spoke it into existence, mm -hmm. manifested it, requested it, mm -hmm. and I got it. Lost my job, was laid off. Mm -hmm. I was like, really, Lord? I finally start making the money that I want to make. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens? Yep. Get home. I was like, nope, got back on the journey. I want to work from home. I want to mm -hmm. work from home. Still didn't listen to God. He was trying to show me. And I was like, no, I got to go back to work. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I went back to work, which is the job that I work now that I will be leaving. Come on. And mm -hmm. I started that job, which was a blessing. Demoted myself in that job because I realized, again, it didn't fit my life as a mom. Mm -hmm. It was so much pressure. It was so much. It, it was, I was like, this ain't it. Demoted myself in the job to focus on the business. I and I that. said, I'm a bet on myself. Had a talk with my husband. I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to be making probably like three, $400 less. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to really go in on this business. I said, I know I could do it. I know I could do mm -hmm. it because I see other women doing it. Mm -hmm. I see other women who look like me doing it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that many black women at the time, but I was like, it was about two. And I saw them doing it. And I said, they're doing it. I could do it. I mm -hmm. said, I know I can. He said, okay. So we demote, I demoted myself. So at least kind of keep the cushion. Here we go again. Just trying yep. to hold on. Yep. Trying to hold on. <laughs> yep, that, that little blanket of security. The blanket of security. Case. Yes. And when I demoted myself, Michaela, I went in. Before work, I was taking meetings at six o'clock in the morning. During lunch, I'm picking up my laptop, going into a little private room at work, working on mm -hmm. VA work. After work, I'm taking meetings on the phone, driving home. Then I'll get home and get on the computer. It I, I was up at four o'clock in the morning, going to bed at 10 o'clock. It was crazy, but I was doing what I had to do to yes. get it off the ground. Yes. It is now off the ground. Come on. <laughs> yes. And now Patrice was my very first client. Mm -hmm. It was, she was, and it was because of Patrice. She goes, you're not a VA. And I was like, huh? And I knew I wasn't. Mm -hmm. She goes, you have something. She was like, you're more of a community person. And Patrice is the one who coined me a community, <laughs> a community manager. I never heard of that in my life. Yeah. I, I didn't either until I met you. I was like, everybody says that community manager, <laughs> she manages the community. And then I, I see what you do. And I'm like, Oh no, she manages the community. Yes. yes. It's work. Mm -hmm. I was like, Patrice, what? She was like, you're not a VA. She was like, let get, let me think about what your title would be because she was like, you're not a virtual assistant. And although it's still virtual support mm -hmm. and I have, and my business still kind of runs on that today, just a little bit, that leg is slowly, but surely I'm, I'm pushing to the side. And that's okay. Yeah. Because I realize my passions and my gifts and my callings lie in 
uplifting people, mm-hmm. not necessarily, again, creating systems. And mm-hmm. I can create systems and I can create some systems, mm-hmm. but that's not where I want to put my energy. It's a, it's, it's not the best use of my time when this is what God is calling me to do. Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think it's so powerful how you touched on the woman who watched over your kid, um, yes. the babysitter. Yes. Because it shows the power of community. And how there was somebody in your life who got, I, I feel like I, I see this whole story unfolding because you've already taken us back to mm. people pleasing and mm-hmm. how God completely shifted it and not only allowed you to be someone who serves people, but gave mm-hmm. people or put people into your life that are serving you and building community and making you a community concierge to then go ahead and re- continue that cycle. My because God. you talked about the cycle and we all see it, oh, especially mm-hmm. In the black community, we see the cycle of the the workaholics, the yes. the generational cycle of just working. You have to work for a dollar. You have to keep on moving. You have to keep on moving. And it's like we we exert so much of our energy. We exert mm-hmm. so much of ourselves. Yes. And we time. are loyal to our jobs, but our jobs yes. are not loyal to us. Say we that. are not called to be loyal to our jobs. We're called to to pursue God's purpose on our life. And so the full circle thing of going from people pleaser to community concierge Mm. is just such an amazing blessing. Mm. And it's such a blessing to watch you do it because it's just like, you truly do create community Mm. for other people. Like Mm. these people, yes, we, we all are searching for something. We're all searching for support. We're searching for our tribe. We're searching for accountability. We're searching for fellowship. We're searching to not be alone. Yes. And you create a platform, you create a system, you Mm. create an environment digitally and in person, Mm. just with your personality, where Uh, people are able to come together in community and empower one another. So don't, don't, don't discount empowerment because empowerment (laughs) is so powerful. It is so powerful. I I never looked at it that way. When I... (sighs) Michaela, you you just said something, even going back from people pleasing to creating community, creating communities. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? And when you know this is your purpose and a part of the plan, when there's a fight. Yes. Because people say, like you said, I'm so good at community. I will often struggle in certain personal relationships where it is a fight mm. to to where it's like, I, it's like, I don't trust people. Girl, how you don't trust people when you over here? <laughs> when you bringing people together. You, you bringing people together. You bringing light into people's mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, Lord, these people over here don't like me. And we have a, a struggle relationship. But mm-hmm. these people over here, it is an amazing. I'm able to do this for these people. They get it. They understand it. They mm-hmm. accept it. And then you have to go back and look. And I'm like, okay, I see. I see what it mm-hmm. is. I it's going to be what you are called to do. The enemy will come to try to fight you yes. and take down, yes. tear down mm-hmm. and manipulate. And it's like, no, Shanti. It's unfortunately, this is what comes with the territory, mm-hmm. but you just have to know resistance. Yes. Keep pushing. Yes. Don't worry. They'll, if they don't get it, love them from over there. Mm-hmm. Focus on these people over here. And not everyone's going to get it. God gave exactly. you the vision. He gave you the vision. So you can't expect other people to see the same vision and support the vision unless you allow them to see your vision. Like those people in the community, they see the vision. 
all because they support day. the vision. But those yes. outside of your community, they're not called to do that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Jesus, you know, he can go around talking about, you know, salvation, repentance, but unless they understand it, unless they see the vision, they're not going to believe that they're not going to believe. And so <laughs> that, yes, yes, they're not going to believe. And so, yes, love them from afar, but allow your, your spirit, allow your work mm-hmm. to show people. Come on. Because if you can't communicate it right now, allow, what did Jesus say? Allow my miracles mm. to show you that it's real. If you don't believe my Amen. words, allow the miracles that I perform to do it. And so God is, he's doing miracles in your life. He yeah. has already brought you so far. Uh. And I am just so excited to see <laughs> what is next. Now, I know you hinted on leaving this job. Uh. And we both know. <laughs> we both know. Eventually. We know. <laughs> You're going to be full-time, read Collective Co. We ain't going to have no other job outside of that. Come on, Lord. Yes. Um, But I'm just so excited to see what God is doing in your life in this season and next. Like, thank you, Michaela. I'm just cheesing because I'm like, really, Lord? Are we here doing this podcast? Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. We are here for it. Thank you so much, Michaela. It is my pleasure. Now, I have a couple of closing questions, but before we get to those, yes. um, homelessness, come on now. What, what, what is the story? How, what? Oh, yeah, ma'am. Mm. So quickly, I will share. At the age of 19, first year of college, mm. my first year of college, mm-hmm. found out that I was pregnant. Mm. Um, first year of college, second semester. Okay. Found that I was pregnant. Um, found that I was pregnant and of course, didn't have money. I come from poverty. My mom, we had just got evicted mm. out of her apartment. Um, and I had to go live at the time with my daughter's father family. Okay. Wasn't the best situation for me. It mm. started out beautiful, but it quickly escalated and went left. Mm-hmm. I was 19, had no sense of self. I had no, I was naive, broken, mm-hmm. e- extremely easy to take advantage of. Yep. Very soft spoken, easy to hurt. And so I just accepted whatever was, was out. It was abuse in a sense. Yeah. Mental, physical, not physical, but mental and um, emotional abuse. Yeah. And I end up having to go live in a shelter. My mom was like, hey, if you go live in the shelter, they'll help you get it a place. Okay. And I said, I'm not doing that. Like, although. Pride. <laughs> Pride. I was like, I'm not doing that. We. Yep. I got all this family. I don't need to go live with no shelter. Nobody wanted me. Mm. Nobody. Everybody was like, oh, my house too full. Oh no, you can't come live here. Oh, we can't, we can't take you. And my mom has six kids. So we all had, we all yeah. dispersed and went our own separate ways. She couldn't really do anything for us. And plus I was grown too, Yeah. but I still, I was just getting into adulthood. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go. The auntie that I was living with, my husband's, excuse me, not my husband, my daughter's father, mm-hmm. <laughs> aunt. She took me to the shelter and she dropped me off. Our, it was at a church in the hood because I lived in from the hood. Walked in the church. There was a woman there. She was like, hi, welcome. And I just stood and was like, hi, shook her hand. Had my two-week-old baby. Mm-hmm. I had just given birth. Two weeks later, I'm living in the shelter. Mm-hmm. Had my daughter in my arms, car seat, bags, all that. And the woman was like, welcome. I, I just couldn't believe this is what my life had come to. Mm-hmm. She then took me to the room 
went up to the room. There were four bunk beds and two other, three other ladies, and they each had two kids, mm-hmm. two other, three other young girls. They weren't in the room when I got there. So when I got there, I just saw bunk beds. I saw baby stuff. And then I saw an empty bunk bed, which was ready for me. Okay. Got to the bunk bed, put my stuff down. The lady walked out. I started crying. Oh, I took, I was holding my daughter, Janiyah in my arms and I just cried. And I remember I wasn't, I didn't have a relationship with God at that time. This is what boosted me to get a relationship with the, with the, with our father. Mm-hmm. I cried and I said, Lord, please help, mm-hmm. please help, please help. And after crying, the ladies that came into the room later on, they introduced themselves the sweetest three girls I've ever met in Aww. my life. There were other girls in the, in the, in the shelter, mm-hmm. horrible. And I said, looking back, it was all divinely set up. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I would leave and I wouldn't come back until Monday. There was a policy. If you leave on Thursday, you have to come back by Monday. I was still in college. I was mm-hmm. doing online classes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't use the auntie wouldn't let me use a computer. I couldn't use, I couldn't print nothing. So I would have to drive an hour and a half to my dad's house to submit an assignment or to take a test. Mm-mm. But Michaela, I did it. My, my car was a bucket. It overheated. I would have to stop on the side of the road with my daughter crying, put water in the car, fill up my little flat tires because my car was a bucket mm-hmm. and go on about my little merry way. Became a single mom at this time, if you, can, if you can't tell. Uh, yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I would go back and forth every weekend to submit my assignments at my dad's house. The woman over the shelter pulled me to the side and she was like, um, can I have a meeting with you? And I said, sure, no problem. I thought I was in trouble. I was like, again, 19, mm-hmm. super nervous and naive. I go in and she said, I see that you're trying. All the girls in there said, you're not going to get out of here. You're going to be here for a whole year. I've been here a year. They're not going to help you. This is what the girls in the, in the other rooms were telling me. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that. And I was like, man, this is, I can't believe this is my life. She pulled me to the side a month later, Michaela, one month later, Come on, guys. I want to help you. And I said, okay. She said, you're the only one you're out here in school still. She said, you are, you get up, you, you take your space is clean. It was rats, roaches, and spiders in that, in our room. This is what I was dealing with mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, breastfeeding, trying to figure this all out at 19 mm-hmm. month later, pull me down. She said, I want to help you. And I said, okay. She said, I want to help you get a place. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. And she said, yes. And she said, here, she gave me, she gave me a form, fill out this form. Long story short, a month later, Michaela, I had a, a two bedroom apartment. Come on. I had a two bedroom apartment. I moved out of LA, moved into a place that I thought was not as hood, mm-hmm. still low hood, <laughs> but I moved away from inner city, mm-hmm. which was, I, was, I said, I don't want to live there anymore. Nope. I'm done. And I've never moved back. I never looked back. I have never. And it's just been blessing after blessing. Although we, I've had my resistance. It's literally looking back. It's been a blessing after blessings ever since. Amen. Once I left. Yeah. I'm like borderline tears looking at you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And even there, you see it community. The room that you were in. Community. Uh, actually, like- all of us in that room, we all end up, those girls were there, I think two or three months before me. Mm-hmm. Why all of us end up getting our place at the same time? Because when there's a blessing in the atmosphere, mm. it's not just for one person. Mm. It's not just for one person. Only our room. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, I thank you. You, I was put in that room mm-hmm. and not in the room with the other girls. Mm-hmm. 
He knew what he everything. Was doing. Everything. Everything was all is in divine up. order. Yeah. Everything. And I've had my place, my own place ever since. Mm-hmm. And he gave yeah. you that support. Like, yes, you, you have been helping people your whole life and yeah. he gave people to help you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, yes. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Praise Thank God. you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, at this point, I'm just like, <laughs> all right, God. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> We thank you, Lord. Yes. Amen. Um, Shansi, what advice do you have for someone who may be either looking to start a business or someone who may need encouragement or support when it comes to pursuing their father's business? Yes. So for both of those questions, I would encourage you as a community concierge, community, (laughs) community, community, community. I can't stress it enough. You have to be in the atmosphere, in the environment and Mm -hmm. around people who are on the same journey. You don't have to necessarily do this, be doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. but you both are headed in a direction to do something that is bigger than you. Yes. You have to be connected with other like-minded, heart-minded uh, people that can support you and understand your vision. If mm-hmm. you are connected to people who don't understand your vision, they're going to hold you back. Yes. They're going to speak negativity. Yes. And they can ultimately, those will be your, your uh, dream killers. Yes. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And so I would highly encourage that you get amongst other people who are after going after the same thing that you're going after. And you can join communities online. You can, if there's a friend or a family member that you can trust, share with them. You're not required nor obligated to share everything you do with everybody. Don't share everything you do with everybody. Test the spirit. That part, <laughs> that part. And we feel like, oh, cause this is my such and such, this family I can share. No, Mm-mm. no, Mm-mm. you got to protect it. Mm-hmm. You, this is your baby you have to protect it. And Mm -hmm. so getting amongst people in community that support your vision and can actually pour into you and not take. Ooh, that part. Yes. Yes. People that pour into you and don't take. Yes. I love that. What has been uh, one of your greatest challenges when it comes to following Christ and how have you overcome it? Ah, so good. One of my greatest challenges when following Christ uh, has been not, not stewardship. Um, but in reference to, I would say family Mm. again, it falls under that community. It's amazing how it all aligns. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that until now. Oh my goodness. Um, family has been one of the biggest challenges because they've been the, not been, they have been the main people who have hurt me. Mm -hmm. However, then they turn around and they love me. And then I turn around and love them and have to forgive because they are family. Mm-hmm. And so I would struggle with family. Family is, mm, mm, you know, kind mm-hmm. of denouncing family. However, it goes back to at this point in stage in life, Shanti, in this season, you create the family. Yes. That, that first and foremost, again, it's your birthright. Mm-hmm. You create the family that you didn't have. Mm-hmm. You make sure you show up for your children the way you weren't showing up for. Don't live backwards. They can, they did the best they could. Mm-hmm. Don't live backwards. Move forward. Live forward. You be the example. So love your husband. Love mm-hmm. your children. 
forgive people and still go on, learn how to have boundaries, learn how to protect your emotional space. And so that is one of the things, and it took a lot of getting in the word, mm-hmm. trusting God, waiting for him to mm-hmm. say yay or nay, and just leaning more, to, just, just leaning on trusting him no matter what, and not trying to do it in my own, my own right. Amen. Let go and let God. Amen. And because of that, I'm, the family relationships are being rebuilt because of that. I love it. Yes. Is there anything else that people should know? Continue. A couple things. Continue first and foremost, put God first in everything you do. Amen. Put God in first in every single thing that you are hoping for, praying for, Mm -hmm. wishing for. Um, I actually have quite a few things coming up this year where my goal is to, again, show up more, Mm -hmm. challenge yourself, challenge yourself, challenge yourself to move forward. Just in everything you do, believe in yourself and, um, just, I can't stress enough. God comes first, put him first, lean out into your own understanding, trust him, live in his will and find your tribe in your community. I love it. Absolutely yes. love it. Shanti, where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Read Collective Co. And that is my business page. That is where you can find me if you are looking to connect and, and looking for someone to support and manage in your community, looking for tips and tricks and encouragement on that page. I provide all things in reference to business, all things in motherhood, faith, as well as all things community. I love it. Well, Shanti, we have one more closing question. We close each podcast interview with the same question. Now, iron wifey is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one man or one friend sharpens another. And so our motto at Iron Wifey is, is iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Yes. How are you sharpening the woman in your life? Uh, I am sharpening the woman in my life by practicing intentional self-care, mm-hmm. by making sure that I am spending time with myself and renewing my mind daily, nightly, creating morning routines afternoon routines, as well as uh, evening routines. And then being very, very intentional and spending time with my household, my, my husband and my children and building those relationships and enjoying the, sim- the simple life. Amen. Shanti, thank you. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. Thank you. It has been such a <laughs> blessing um, just to know you. It has just been uh, such a blessing just to know likewise. you. And so I am so excited to see what God does in your life Thank this you. upcoming year. Thank and you. y'all, if you need a community concierge, a community manager, a community, anything, if you just <laughs> need to be in community, Shasi will hook you up with, <laughs> I got, I got you. I'm telling you, like you. she is it. And I am just so blessed by the call that has been placed on your life and your obedience to fulfill that call wholeheartedly, purposefully, and fearlessly. Thank you so much, Michaela, for having me. And likewise. Now, I knew that this was going to be an amazing conversation. I knew from the very beginning 
that this was going to be an amazing conversation. But what Shanti did today was truly a blessing. What she, through her story, through her testimony, through just sharing what God has brought her through. Like y'all, from from the very beginning, she had been called. She had been called to community and she didn't even know it. Her story was literally written for her from the beginning. And it's always so amazing to see how the Lord unfolds in other people's lives as they continue to grow in him. And even today, as I am publishing this episode, y'all, I know we mentioned it in the episode when we were recording, but that was a couple of weeks ago. But as of today, Shanti is full time in Read Collective Co. She is a full time entrepreneur. The Lord has delivered her from her nine to five job. And so when you talk about embracing the call that God has placed on your life and following down that path, even not knowing what's next, the fact that Shanti was able to rebirth herself not even rebirth herself she was able to be reborn after the stillbirth of her child and really push through and really push toward purpose the purpose that God had placed on her life and now she is reaping the harvest she is reaping the benefits of that hard work and she is now able to step full time into the the ministry that God has called her to do I am so excited. I'm so excited. I am so blessed by this conversation and I'm so excited to see what the Lord is going to do through Reed Collective Co. and Shanti now that she is free from the stress of that job. Like it is amazing when you learn to trust God, when you learn to embrace whatever it is and surrender to whatever his will is for your life and you truly step into what he's called you to do. It's life changing. It is. It's life changing. And I have watched Shanti grow and I'm continuing to watch her grow. And we celebrate her today. We celebrate her as our cover girl for this quarter, for this issue. And I am just so blessed to have her as a sister in Christ in my life. So for more information and to check out the official article and to check out Shanti's cover feature of Iron Wifey Magazine, visit ironwifeymagazine.com. That is I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y magazine.com. That is it for today's episode, loves. We are here. We are here every Wednesday. And I am just so excited for the new rebrand of Iron Wifey podcast. And I can't wait for you guys to hear some of the upcoming guests that we have coming up next over the next couple of weeks. But without further ado, this concludes this episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. And we will talk to you loves next week in another one. Bye.